This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Captain of the Guard. His watch is constant. Hello and welcome to Bend of the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into chapter 52, John 7, uh, The Game of Thrones. And in Fire and Blood, we will be discussing the dying of the dragons, the blacks and the greens. Yeah, man. Dance of the dragons. It's here. Um, we've talked about it a little bit with uh, we did a Patreon episode, right, on uh, yeah. the Rogue Prince. That's kind of where that starts. Then you have the uh, the Princess and the Queen, the Blacks and the Green, which is that other novella. Yep. Um, and if you find Fire and Blood a little too dry, which uh, I sometimes do, you can find <laughs> you can find uh, the audiobook version of that novella on YouTube, and it's actually read by uh, the guy who plays Jorah Mormont. That's yep. how I found it. Yep. And I download. I just I just ripped it off YouTube. Um, so uh, that's also some cool kind of study material for the Dance of Dragons. It's also covered in a World of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's going to be where we're at for about the next three weeks. And it's a huge, huge event. And I kind of, as I've said before, consider it kind of the precursor to the Blackfire Rebellions. Um, yeah. A lot of similar events kind of kind of happen and, and take place. And uh, yeah, super awesome that we're here. Yeah, it is. And, you know, they've updated the wiki, so uh, if, if any of you are into uh, the Song of Ice and Fire wiki page, they've updated a lot of that. Uh, I just went and looked with the Dance of Dragons stuff, and that is all good to go, and there's a lot more information in there. If you're looking for a quick, a quick condensed version, um, you can find that there, for sure. So, <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, uh, Small Council, updates on life. How's it going? Man, you know, Sir Ezra, things are going good, man. Really busy over here. Um, we got, uh, you know, a lot more stuff coming down, down the pipe here for, for bend the knee. Um, you and I have some other projects, which, yeah. uh, we also work on other podcasts stuff like that, which people have been asking us cause we, we've just said it in, in, in passing what other podcasts we are involved with. So sir, Ezra, uh, what other podcasts are you involved with? Yeah, I, I, I am involved in a, a, a couple of different ones. I, I run a, um, Lord of the Rings podcast um, with my buddy Lane, and it's uh, it's called an unexpected podcast uh, up talking Tolkien, so covering all sorts of good things there. Doing a reread and looking at the new show that's coming up, and then I am also in a uh, Star Wars podcast uh, with my buddy uh, Mike, and um, you know we just kind of do we're really a speculation podcast. We really just speculate about Episode Nine um, and kind of go over some of the news you know there. So that's called Rebel Watch and All Star Wars podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go back and you listen to some of the older episodes, I used to uh, do a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, on that on that podcast as well. Before I moved out here to Portland, and I also do a video game podcast called Box Trick. Um, do a lot of Legend of Zelda, you know, yeah. Skyrim, 
all kinds of different stuff. I do music covers and stuff like that on, on the YouTube side of that. So, yeah, people have asked us. And, uh, you know, Sir Ezra and I, as we've mentioned before, we have some we have some new stuff coming down the pipe here. Yes, we do. In, in, the, in the podcasting world. Sir Ezra and I are pretty much working seven days a week podcasting at this at this point. At this point, we are. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Not full time uh, yet, but uh, right. eventually, eventually, eventually we'll we'll get there. But uh, hey, yeah. So, you know, Sir Matt, I, I would say it's it's something awesome. You know, that's what I'd say. It is something awesome. So. Yeah, it is. It is. It is something <laughs> something quite awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And I used to run, Sir Ezra and I actually used to run a YouTube kind of fitness channel called Super Gains Bros, uh, yeah. which is my Instagram, Twitter handle, which I'm uh, actually also getting kind of uh, going again. You know, well, I, it took me a couple months to put down the fork and uh, get back yeah. into kind of lift lifting uh, kind of weight. But, uh, yeah, feel good about that. Well, but, unfortunately, it's yeah. going to be hard because we have Game of Thrones Oreos coming out. I know. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, that's that's epic, by the way. That is so cool. I, I can't believe they're they're doing that. We're, we're, we're getting a pack, right? I mean, we're going to. Uh, I'm getting, like, you know. Seven exactly. kingdoms, seven seven kingdoms, seven packs. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh yeah, man. but uh, are they? Do they? I, I was trying to find pictures. Do they look different, or are they just Oreos in a Game of Thrones packaging? Um, the actual Oreos themselves. Let me look. Right. There's a picture here. I wanted to kind of zoom in on it if I could. I'm, I thought that the Oreo itself looked a little different. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Looked a little different. Yeah. Does it have like a like a Lannister head on it I mean, or something that like that? That would be or, sick if it did. That would be. I'm I'm somewhat of an Oreo connoisseur. Yeah. Um, I remember when they released the red velvet Oreos, you know, had to go try those. Um, then there is the double stuff Oreo, the um, God. Then there's like the, the mega stuff. Now there's the ultra stuff Oreos, Jeez. which you open it up and there, you open it up. and There's like five Oreos in the in the in the case, <laughs> yeah. um, which is just absurd, because as as an Oreo connoisseur, um, you know, the serving size should just be the whole damn pack as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like you don't just sit down and eat like, you know, it's like two cookies. It's like who eats two cookies? Nobody. Okay. Nobody. It's like when you get it's girl scout scout season, right? Yep. It's like thin mints. You just eat somebody. You're eating the whole sleeve. It shouldn't yeah. be based upon like three or cookies. It should be based upon one sleeve of, of thin mints, just as it should be based upon one pack right. of Oreos. And you better factor in some milk. Right. You know, yeah. yeah, they should just say a thousand calories per sleeve. Like that's what they should say. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now you're more of a you're more of a Chips Ahoy kind of a guy, aren't you? Yeah, I'm more of a yeah. I Oreos like I do like them, but I mean it's like I don't know. I've got to have like several glasses of milk, and I don't know. It just I got to be in the right mood for Oreos. But yeah, Chip, Chips Ahoy is my go-to. Yeah. So I don't know. But I was this was so I was I was stoked. I think it's cool because they've got the like the O's like just the font. It works. It looks really solid. It looks really good. So uh, I just I looked at the Oreos too. It doesn't look like they're gonna be fancy, fancier make you know on the uh, actual whatever um, cookie part. But who knows? Maybe yeah. there'll be some secret. Right. Yeah. There. Remind me to email Oreo and see if we can get like a promotional pack early or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, or maybe maybe a giveaway like, hey, can we can we you know, right. can we work yeah. with or can we work with Oreo and Game of Thrones to send some people some Oreos? Gosh, that'd be great. It's so great. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. In other news, uh, Sir Ezra, did you see the uh, the pictures they uh, they released? I think 20 promotional pictures of just about all of the main characters sitting on the Iron Throne um, to get ready for the final season so that was pretty cool oh yeah i'm looking at it now yeah 
and uh, you know, people are um, people are freaking out because uh, you know there's like it's every pretty much every character, but it includes like the Night King. Um, I think uh-huh. Melisandre is one of them, and so it's just uh, wow. oh, yeah, twenty images. Let me let me pull this up here. Yeah, we have uh, Daenerys, uh, Jamie, Cersei. An, uh, an advertisement for Rav Four. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, <laughs> just check. Uh, Davos, Bran, Arya. Uh, even um, oh god, now I'm now I'm bl- uh, uh, not Wormtail. Oh god, what's his name? Gray Worm. Oh yeah, Lord Grey- of the Rings. really? You got, you got me. You got me, you got me thinking. You got me thinking. Lord of the Rings. Well, here. The yeah. Hound, <laughs> yeah. Sansa, um, Brienne of Tarth, Jon Snow, even uh, Missandei. Uh, the oh, wow. Night King, Tyrion, Euron, uh, even yeah, Melisandre, Jorah, Mormont, Theon, um, Samwell Tarly, yeah, yeah, Faris, I think, and I think that that's it, yeah. So, um, yeah, so interesting that you know because some characters get left out. I mean, you know, where's Podrick? You know, where's where's Podrick Payne? Right, and where's you know, and where's where's Braun? I guess I guess those character, you know, those characters I yeah. guess don't have any shot of sitting the Iron Throne. So I guess it's got to be one of these twenty who has the chance of sitting the Iron Throne. Did you say Brienne of Tarth is on there? Is she one of them? Yeah, she's one of them. Wow, wow, that's radical. Yeah, wait. Uh, I'd you- be fine. I'd be fine if Samuel Tarly set the Iron Throne. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Did you see the? I mean, the- it's. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm just gonna say it's interesting that. You know, the same day that they release these promotional pictures is the same day they release the uh, promotional Oreos. You know, so is there a connection between Samwell Samwell Tarly and Oreos and the and the Iron Throne? That's the kind of rabbit holes we're going down. You know, as we get get closer to. Oh my gosh, a man eats Oreos! Wow. Yeah. Um, Dude, the, the I saw one of the tweets here, and that link you sent me is like a picture of Bran sitting the Iron Throne, and then the Night King, and somebody was like, you know, silly Game of Thrones. Are these the same thing or the same picture? Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. That's great. <sighs> yeah. So, Sir Ezra, who uh, who are you leaning towards now? Sitting you now, sitting the Iron Throne at the end. Wow. I I I honestly. Well, seeing those photos now, I, it really could be someone unexpected. I mean, even though you, you have Danny, John, right. one of those characters is 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 going to go. One of them's going to die. And, and this is again just my opinion. Do I know some of the producers and the writers and what have? Yes, but you know, um, yeah. So spoilers, I guess. Uh, John, I feel like I. It's gonna be someone unexpected, man. I don't know. I can't right. even really put like a. I want to see Tyrion there. You know, I want to see Tyrion Lannister there for some reason, um, just because I like him so much. I don't think. I think it's too, you know, obvious that that it's we're thinking Danny, you know, or John. But I just right. don't see that. I don't know how. That seems too. Um, that just doesn't seem like Gerd to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I I, I get it. Yeah. So I don't know. Who are you thinking? The Hound? What do you got? You know, uh, to sit the Iron Throne. Actually, the more I, I, I don't know, man. Now I'm kind of on this idea of Samwell Tarly sitting the Iron Throne. Yeah. 
Because I think I could just see like after the night, after the battle stuff. I'm with you. I think that if Daenerys dies, I don't know that Jon Snow would want it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see Jon Snow as the kind of guy who want like, you know, who wants to be. He was chosen Lord Commander. He was chosen King in the North. He didn't mm-hmm. ask for it. It's not yeah. like he was Rob. I mean, Rob, it was kind of bestowed upon him as well. But yeah. Rob was like, I'm, just, you know, I'm, there was more kind of politicking, you know, right. just like a little bit more. Right. Because he's like, we're riding south. We're rebelling. All this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas John, John's stuff has always been through survival. So if like the Night King and Cersei are gone and he's left, I don't know that he like he I don't think he would care. So I could see him. Give, it's like he's also like he he's like my watch has ended. Like I'm done with the Night's Watch. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could I could just see him not being like if Daenerys is gone, like I don't think he would care about it. Right. Um well, Yeah, so So let's look at the major. You know, what? Go ahead. you know, hold on a second. Was Sansa in that group? Did I say Sansa? I don't know. I, I couldn't see I didn't see the I need to go look. And I, and I, I look now up. I gotta go back and look because Yeah, could she I could see I could see her sitting the Iron Throne. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. I was just thinking, like, looking at the houses, the Lannisters, you know, I mean, you've got Cersei, but then she's out of kids. Yeah, she I is. She, I don't Sansa's really know. In that, in that I don't really know who's next. And in, 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 if you look at all the major houses, Lannister, I, I just don't see them sitting there. Um, the right. Starks have a lot of opportunity. You know, when have we had, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of weird to have a, a Stark sitting on the on the Iron Throne of all things when they're the kings in the north. I mean, that's sort of different. Right. Um, so you could see that. I also don't like unless unless Stannis is still alive. There are no Baratheons, you know. The, well, oh, getting well, me. OK. And Stannis is probably you know. still alive. But. Yeah. And then um, the Tyrells are gone. You know, uh, yeah. you've, you've got uh, House Martell is is got some options, I guess. You know, maybe they they could, uh, you know, his his daughter and, you know, could could ascend i i don't know it, it like in the show the way they've set it up there's just not a lot of players left you know yeah so. now this is of course show only the books yeah could be, yeah you know, yeah totally totally oh, to- yeah different yeah i just have no idea there's gonna need to be a great council they'll have to elect right. a leader you know so yeah i yeah i right now right now i i, I don't know because i if john dies see i don't know that john's gonna die yeah. I think it's I think it's more likely that Daenerys dies than yeah. than John. Um because I think if John were to die after being like resurrected just from from the show point, right? right. Cuz the show you have to kind of take some of Gurr's ideas and st- and control out of. Yeah. Um cuz I I think that the book's ending is going to probably going to be way more gruesome right than than the show. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's, it's like if Jon Snow dies, it would just be kind of, I don't know, it'd be bad. It would be like bad storytelling. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's done in such, because it's because he's already died and then he almost dies again. Yeah. Right. In the battle, in the Battle of the Bastards. And then he almost dies again when Daenerys has to fly in and save him. Yeah. So if you were to just save him to save him to like kill him, it right. just. You know, so that's why to me it seems more much more likely that Daenerys dies, and then a Targaryen, or maybe like Daenerys dies, thinking you know the Targaryen line has ended, and then it's like no wait, John right. is a Targaryen. You know what right. I mean? And that, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. 
No, I see that because you know she had a lot of. So maybe that maybe that maybe that reveal is after she's died or something. I don't know. Yeah, she also had a lot of you know success just taking over Marine and you know right um, right right yeah. So young guy, what have you? She's just rolling through there pretty easily. So yeah, in the end, maybe she, you know, it looks like she's going to prevail, but yeah. but doesn't. And and you know, Gur does draw a lot from other writings, and so yeah. when I think of. Because to me, Jon Snow is he, – he has some similarities in, in in my mind in just thinking of a type of character to Aragorn, right? Yeah. And then, of course, like in Lord of the Rings, Aragorn like becomes king at yeah. the end. But he didn't, he didn't choose it. He didn't want to be mm-hmm. like yeah. king. Yeah. So I, I, I could see it being somewhat similar. Yeah. Because um, that's just – that's a huge inspiration for him and, and stuff like that. So Right. Yep, that would be that would be cool. I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to hear. What, that's a good question. We should do like a poll or something. Like you know, who sits the Iron Throne? Uh, Facebook, you know, group discussion. Like you get one pick. Who is it? You know what I mean? At the end. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> is it the Night King? <laughs> I mean, like, come on, you know. So in the show, in the show, there's no way. In the show, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's no way. No way. Right. Unless it's Bran, and Bran is also the Night King. And Bran is also the Night King, yeah. So there's, right. there's always a way. There's always, uh, just kidding. Beric Dondarrion, man. Let's go. I'm still, you know, people get on me for it, but, you know, we can. So, all right, man. Yeah. Um. All right, so so should we head on over to our Maester's study? Uh, any, yeah. Any other any other news? Anything we need to announce? Or? No, I mean we'll come back next week. We'll we'll have some more updates for you guys just on you know what we're what we're planning on doing and some of the collabs we've got scheduled and what have right. you and all that good stuff. But today, yeah, let's just jump into uh, the Maester's study here. It's uh, you know as Sir Matt said, we're we're covering uh, the dying of the dragons, um, the blacks mm-hmm. and the greens, and so the next several weeks we'll have sort of this. Um, discussion about the dance of dragons last week we were kind of talking about uh Viserys and and how you know he came to the throne and, and some of the stuff at the end of the chapter that i didn't really get to um i guess i'll recap because i i kind of uh you know was, was looking at this today i was like oh yeah we're reading right airs the dragon and sir matt's like no we're mm-hmm. blacks and the green so anyways, yeah sir ezra sir ezra read the wrong chapter i read the wrong chapter yeah but i mean i've, I've actually <laughs> read this one already it's just when we go right. back i like to pre to you know read them again um, cause they're, you know, this one's not as long though. The last several have been 50 have been pages really long. or more. Yeah. This, one, this one's short and it's kind of a rehash of world yeah. and world of ice and fire. And I will actually, I'll pull up my, I have the ebook, so I'll pull up world of ice and fire book and, and, uh, we'll see kind of some of the comparisons here. Yeah. But just, just real quick and recap some of the things we didn't get to that I, that I thought were interesting in my reread, which of the, the <laughs> last week's chapter, um, was the idea that, uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen, just her, being enamored with uh, Sir Kristen Cole, you know, is, is, was pretty cool. Um, and, and laying that foundation, we didn't talk too much about it. We've done it in Patreon and what have you, but she's really, you know, he wears her favor in a lot of tourneys and um, he's just a cool character. And I, I felt like if they ever did a, a, a show, you know, based upon the dance of dragons, there's a lot leading into the dance. You could have several mm-hmm. seasons worth of stuff. Um, that would be interesting. You know, you could just start with the passing of the old king and then move right into Viserys and, and his reign, uh, which leads us right into the Dance of Dragons. So, you know, um, Rhaenyra is, is born, um, her, her mother was, was Emma Aaron, uh, who Viserys right. was, you know, uh, married to at first. And then at the end here, he ends up going with Alicent Hightower. After, after Emma dies, 
he picks up Allison Hightower and, um, you know, has several more kids there uh, with with her. So but but anyways, at the at the tail end of the last week's chapter, um, you start to learn about uh, Viserys brother and just how ambitious he was and how right. you know, much he wanted to rule the Iron Throne. And, and he, you know, and I kind of was thinking in, in my reread that a way in which he when he when he comes back from ruling the Stepstones and he's the king of the Stepstones, right? And Viserys kind of forgives him, and he uh, starts to court Rhaenyra because mm-hmm. Alicent Hightower has had two sons, and it's pushed him further down the line. So then he goes to, you know, the realm's delight, Rhaenyra Targaryen, and he starts to kind of, you know, court her in a sense. Her uncle is is, and she loves her uncle, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It was just really interesting. So so. Uncle Damon Targaryen, man, just, uh, you know, ends up being a, a, a big player, you know, in the Dance of Dragons. And so just had to get that little piece in there where, where he kind of starts this relationship with, with Rhaenyra. I mean, some, according to Mushroom and others, there could have been some other really bad thing. You know, uh, some things that happened between Damon and Viserys, you know, maybe he's upset that his brother's, you know, hooking up with his daughter. I don't know if that's a, th- you know, is that, if that's a problem, <laughs> but... That's the world that we're in here with Gurr. So, anyways, yeah, that's just a quick recap, and then we'll jump into um, this Dance of Dragons here. If Sir Matt wants to just start yeah, us off Yeah, absolutely. Here. Yeah. The Dance of Dragons is the flowery name bestowed upon the savage, uh, uh, savage struggle for the Iron Throne of Westeros fought between two rival branches of House Targaryen during the years 129 to 131 AC. To characterize the dark... Turbulent, bloody doings of this period as a dance strikes us as a grotesquely uh, strikes us as grotesquely inappropriate. No doubt the uh, phrase originated with some singer. Uh, the dying of the dragons would uh, would all would be altogether more fitting. But tradition, time and Grand Maester Munkin have burned the more poetic usage into the pages of history. And so must we dance along with the rest. Yeah, so uh, as Sir Ezra was saying, you have two, essentially there's two principal claimants to the Iron Throne. Yep. Um, uh, this is after the death of King Viserys I, right? So we have um, Jaehaerys, who we've been talking about, and then they really just didn't even talk about Viserys Targaryen in, in, in like, Fire and Blood, really. Yeah, yeah. It he's, wasn't, he's almost right. like he's almost completely skipped over. He's kind of a placeholder. Um, yeah, a little bit in sort of the prelude. He, he, he yeah, he, he is kind of a placeholder. So um, so upon his death, you have Rhaenyra, the only surviving child of his first marriage. So that's Viserys and Aegon, um, his eldest son by his second wife. Yeah. Uh, and so Aegon, Aegon the second. So this is where your two um, these are your two big your two big players. Yeah. And so I actually have I have a world of ice and fire pulled up as well here from okay. the Viserys uh, stuff, because I just think that there's some um, important stuff here that kind of sets yeah, helps us up understand it yeah. where we're going to be. Yeah. So I'm going to read the beginning of kind of Viserys the first. This is from World of Ice and Fire, Okay. Uh, which we covered, uh, you know. A couple months, months ago, ago yeah. I guess. We got a good kind of rehash here as we're kind of going back over it. Um, after the long and peaceful reign of Jaehaerys I, Viserys inherited a secure throne, a full treasury, and a legacy of goodwill that his grandfather had cultivated over 50 years. So if you remember, um, Jaehaerys, mm-hmm. he lived for so long that all of his heirs kept dying. Yeah. Right? And that's where that kind of great council came about, right? And so they chose Viserys, who was... You know that, or that's that's how they. Or no, wait, wait. 
excuse me, incorrect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so Viserys ends up being his his heir. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. It says House Targaryen was never again so powerful as it was in Viserys' reign. More princesses and princess, more princes and princesses of the blood existed than any other time since the Doom, and there were never so many dragons at one time as there were in the years 103 to 129 AC. So, right after the end of Jaehaerys is where we're at the absolute like full power of the Targaryen dynasty, and it's all about to come crashing, crashing down here. Right. Um, but the great upheaval of the Dance of Dragons uh, had its roots in Viserys' reign, and it was chiefly due to the Blood Royals. In the early part of his reign, Viserys' first chief annoyance was his own brother, Prince Daemon Targaryen, who, as was just talking about, uh, Daemon was uh, Mercule and quick to take offense, but he was dashing, daring, and dangerous. He was knighted at 6 and 10, like Megor I, and Jaehaerys I himself um, gave Daemon the Valyrian steel... Uh, blade dark sister for yep. his prowess. Um, he had been among the brashest of uh, Viserys supporters prior to the great council and had even gathered a small army of sworn swords and men at arms when rumors uh, claimed that Corlys Valerian was readying a fleet to defend the rights of his son, Laenor. King Jaehaerys avoided bloodshed, but many remembered that Daemon had been ready to come to blows over the, uh, over the matter. Mm-hmm. So you have Daemon Targaryen, who's, who's kind of a hothead, Yep. Um, and it's also like super skilled in, in, in battle. Um, and, in, and he can rally kind of people behind him. Sounds yep. a lot like another Damon Targaryen slash yeah. Blackfire that yep. we, that we know of who, um, yeah, and so, um, yeah, so that's, so Damon Targaryen is really kind of coming into his name during Viserys, the first reign. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of this is in World of Ice and Fire and The Rogue Prince, which mm-hmm. is another one of those novellas, also read by Jorah Mormont. You can find it on YouTube, yeah. uh, the audiobook. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, and, so. and and Damon is is as as I said, you know that he's 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 a big deal and it's it's crazy that like he did have a lot of like Viserys loved him and he just knew his his brother was just kind of uh power hungry a little bit. Damon also loved his brother. He was never going to do right. anything to overthrow his brother. He just wanted the crown after him. That's all he wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, he gets uh, upset with him here and there. But remember when Viserys was, during the Council of 101 AC, when Viserys was trying to make his claim for the throne, Damon was gathering troops to support his brother's claim. Yes. You know? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, which is a big deal. So now his, 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 um, his brother, Viserys, is king he when when he died before he dies in the just to, to wrap up some of that he had you know he he had a what a hundred lords or thousand i don't know several right. hundred lords show up to king's landing and pledge their support for his daughter um rhaenyra just so that you know he mm-hmm. he made her his heir and she is the princess of dragonstone um and he that is actually originally what upset uh, Damon, you know, that's what sent him off. Like I should be Prince of Dragonstone. I should be next in line because I'm the next male. And he said, nah, uh-uh, we're good. It's going to be my daughter, Princess Rhaenyra. And then even when after Emma Aaron dies, his first wife, when he has his, his second wife, Alison Hightower, he has a son, Aegon. And in a, in a second, in a, his third child was Aemon. Um, and, Still, he doesn't. He does nothing to change the um, succession. You know, he does nothing to, to talk about. He doesn't name Aegon the Prince of Dragonstone because he had already named 
Rhaenyra. That would, you know, w- w- once he did that, I mean, really, you know, he, he was just kind of ignoring the Council of 101 AC, which ironically is, was what put him into power instead of, right. yeah. you know. Oh, I know. So, so that's kind of crazy, right? Um, and what's weird is, Another thing we should mention is that, like, when Damon leaves, right? When Damon, his brother, Tar- uh, Damon Targaryen, leaves and goes to the Stepstones. Well, first he goes to Driftmark, and he meets with Corals Valerion, and they decide, like, you know, Corals Valerion, his son Lenore, and you know, was the one who was passed over. That whole house was, you know, passed over um, when they should have been considered, you know, for the crown. And so Damon kind of unites with them, and that's why. Driftmark supports his, you know, claim to be the king of the Stepstones. You know, he, uh, Corals Valerian, even the Sea Snake, like crowns him, crowns him king. Um, and then when he comes back, you know, obviously Damon takes the crown off, puts it at his brother Viserys' feet, and you know, Viserys is real chill, takes him back in and and kisses him. You know, welcome back, what have you? You know, within that year, he starts courting um, Rhaenyra, and that's as what I was talking about. I was just kind of kind of crazy the setup to to all of this i guess so and then he's 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 not i don't know i forget what happens exactly to him right after he starts courting rhaenyra but there's some big fight you know between him and his brother and he kind of goes away again okay and now is when he'll come back though at when his brother dies so this chapter is about Viserys, you know dying and what happens immediately after that and i'm just going to read some of this because it's it's really yeah yeah go, um, yeah go right ahead really interesting i think it's it's important to understand it i don't want to skimp on any of the details so um the dance was a war unlike any other uh, ever fought in the long history of the seven kingdoms though armies marched and met in savage battle much of the slaughter took place on water and especially in the air as dragon fought dragon with tooth and claw and flame so you know that's interesting a lot of this was just you know not ground battle but it's it's on on the sea it's in the air um and it's really just targaryen trying to pick off targaryen you know, um, there's there's uh, th- there's even situations where we'll find out later in the dance that like other lords went when a Targaryen would show up to their keep, depending on their alliances, they might try to capture that prince or princess and use them as um, leverage, you know, so mm-hmm. just just crazy. Um, the long simmering uh, conflict burst into the open on the third day uh, of the third moon of 129 AC when the ailing. Uh, bedridden King Viserys Targaryen closed his eyes for a nap in the Red Keep of King's Landing and died without waking. So there, there he dies in 129 AC. And again, you know the 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 blacks, the greens and the blacks. It's already been set up. Sir Kristen Cole, by the way, right before this was wearing the Rhaenyra's favor. He was a uh, you know a black. I mean, he was on the black side because remember Rhaenyra is a black and Alicent Hightower and. Aegon Targaryen, um, the elder, is a green. So, but yes. anyways, his, his body is discovered by a serving man um, at the hour of the bat um, when it was the king's custom to take a cup um, of wine. The servant ran in to inform Queen Alicent, whose apartments were on the floor below the king's. So, so now, here you go. So you have the difference between Septon Eustace and the dwarf mushroom, who was the court gesture, right? And Everyone thought him that thought that mushroom was a simpleton, as we know, but really, he's very he he. he I love that he even like uh, he wrote a book about all this, all like the tale mm-hmm. tales of mushroom. Yeah. You know, 
Mushroom, mushroom in a way, actually, uh, it's kind of interesting. We had a, re- a raven about patch face. Mushroom is one of these yep. characters that knows a ton of stuff, and he's very shrouded in mystery. Um, yep. He's brought up in everything. World of Ice and Fire, uh, the Rogue Prince, the Blacks and the Green, um, and now Fire and Blood as well. And so we have a lot of info on him, but... Um, you know, do you take him at face value or I don't know, do you this? It's kind of interesting because we, we often we talk about perspective, especially when we're talking about fire and blood and world of ice and fire. Yeah, um, because it's told through the perspective of maesters. And so it would be super easy in my view to see that a maester would easily dismiss what mushroom is saying. But mushroom may actually be more factual. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that, that yeah, like you said, a maester is considering what he has to say, and I think it's because th- they were just uh, Eustace's just lack in detail. Sometimes they're like some of the things that he says just doesn't make sense, and they're everyone's thinking that there has to be a different explanation for some of this, and so they turn to Mushroom, who was telling his tales. And and sometimes you can, I think you can. It's like the big question is when can you believe Mushroom and when can you not? Because let me just read here: when Queen Allison finds him, you know. Um, the so-called Greens had taken care to instruct all of the serious guards and servants in what to do when the day came. So now the dwarf mushroom suggests a more sinister scenario whereby the queen hurried along King Viserys' uh, uh, death with a pinch of poison in his drink. It must be noted that Mushroom was not in King's Landing the night the king died, but rather on Dragonstone in service with Princess Rhaenyra. So there you go. Maybe some of this is... Um, you know, he's not even there. So how can he comment that there was poison unless he overheard a conversation, which is what he claims he overheard conversation about it leading up to the king's death. So. So that's just but but there are other situations later, Sir Matt, where we totally believe uh, Mushroom. Right. I mean, where he's extremely believable. So um, and then just a little bit here on Sir, Sir Kristen Cole, uh, Queen Allison went at once to the king's bedchamber, accompanied by Sir Kristen Cole, Lord Commander of the King's Guard. Once they had confirmed that Viserys was dead, her grace ordered his room sealed and placed under guard. The serving man who had found the king's body was taken into custody to make certain he didn't spread the tale. So, again, you know, they just don't want this getting out. They've already made preparations as, as how to deal with the king's death. Um, hmm, let's see. So, yeah, then Sir Kristen Cole gathers the small council. And yeah. this is kind of interesting so only five of the white cloaks were in king's landing at the time of Viserys' death sir Kristen himself um sir uh sir eric uh Krakal, uh sir richard thorne sir stephen darkland and sir willis fell uh sir eric Krakal, twin to sir eric to sir Arik, uh and sir laurent marbran were with princess rhaenyra on dragonstone that's interesting right um and they remained unaware and uninvolved as their brothers in arms went forth into the night to rouse the house to, to the, rouse the members of the small council because they're about to do something against you know king viserys wishes right you know um mm-hmm. they're about to crown aegon uh the king you know yeah so yeah Absolutely. Which is nuts. Uh, this is th- that, that was not supposed to happen. She's on Dragonstone. That Dragonstone is the indicator, right? If you're prince or princess of Dragonstone, that means you're next in line uh, as far as the realm is concerned, right? So, um, Grandmaster Munkin, you know, in the Dance of Dragons, a true telling, uh, kind of goes on to talk about, 
you know, they, they talk about his history and they, they kind of use, uh, use him as a source here. So let's see. Let me read some of this. The council was convened in the queen's apartment within Magor's Holdfast. Uh, many of, yeah, the, the accounts had come down through Maester Munkin's um, telling there, I guess. So though Munkin's exhaustive history was not written until a generation later and drew on many different uh, sorts of materials, including Maester's chronicles, memoirs, steward's records, and interviews with 147 surviving witnesses to the great events of these times, his account of the inner workings of the court relies upon the confession of Grand Maester um, Orwin as set down before his execution. So unlike Mushroom and Septon Eustace, whose versions derive from rumors, hearsay, and family legend, uh, Grand, the Grand Maester was present at the meeting and took part in the council's deliberations and decisions. So you've got a Septon Eustace who is giving his account. We always go back and forth between him and Mushroom, but this is the Grand Maester there who's actually summoned to the council. So it must be recognized that um, at the time that he wrote, uh, he was, uh, you know, most anxious to show himself in favor, in a favorable light and, and absolved himself of any blame for what was to follow. Mumpkin's true uh, telling, therefore, paints his predecessor in perhaps too far a favorable light. Uh, so, you know, anyways, so let's just get to what happened in that chamber, right? Uh, gathering in the queen's chamber as the body of her lord husband grew colder, um, above Queen Allison herself, her father, Sir Otto Hightower, by the way, who wasn't a part of the, it says Hand of the King, um, but he was, you know, at one point uh, dismissed by Viserys. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I saw yep. that, Sir Matt, and I was kind of like, wait, earlier he was dismissed because he was tired of, of hearing Sir Otto Hightower pushing him to name Aegon the heir, but boom, here he is back, Hand of the King. Um Sir Kristen Cole, Lord Commander of the King's Guard, Grand Maester or um, or Orlin, I can't even say it. Um, Lord Lyman uh, Beesbury, Master of Coin, and um, a man of eighty. Sir Tylan Lannister, Master of Ships, brother to the Lord of Casterly Rock. Um, Lara Strong, uh, called Laris Clubfoot, Lord of Harrenhal, Master of Whisperers, and Lord Jasper uh, Wild. Uh, called Ironrod, Maester of Laws. Grand Maester Mumpkin dubs this gathering the Green Council in his true tellings. So here they are. Um, and they're, they're basically, this is where they kind of talk about how they're going to proceed with the coronation. And it's not a <laughs> coronation of, of, of Queen Rhaenyra. <laughs> so, no, 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 not at all, yeah. Right, right. Um, Serato Hightower, let's see, he he's really... Um, you know, uh, behind, he's he's really pushing the council to, to act quickly here. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, let me go back over here with this real quick. Just because someone on this council, Sir Matt, um, I believe they don't agree with the council, right? And then, uh, doesn't Sir Kristen Cole have to step in here? Um, I, think, I can't remember about. Cause I can't remember in, about that. Um, that was in Fire and Blood. Is it in Fire and Blood, or is that in World? I, I thought so. Of Ice and Fire. See that. See the. the you know the, the interesting thing about the Dance of Dragons is that it is now the most covered topic in uh, a Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, because you have its original telling in the main series, right? Just when it comes up. You've got a world of ice and fire, 
Fire and Blood, and then the Rogue Prince and um, the Princess and the Queen, the Blacks and the Greens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have five different sources of info coming into the Dance of Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's huh. it's kind of hard because you have different perspectives and, and, and things like that. Right, right. Well, I'm gonna have to come back to that to see if I can find exactly who that was because I I swore mm-hmm. there was someone who they who they they cut down. Maybe that's later though. Um, because right now in this moment, no ravens flew that night. No bells rang. You know, when the king dies, we, right. we ring the bells. Um, the servants who knew the king's passing were sent to the dungeons, and Sir Kristen Cole was given the task of taking into custody such uh, blacks as remained at court. So there you go. He's taking some folks into custody. Uh, do them no violence until they uh, resist. Un- Unless they resist, Sir Otto Hightower commanded uh, men, uh, such men as bend the knee and swear fealty to King Aegon shall suffer no harm at our hands. So uh, they know that there are men, you know, uh, loyal to Rhaenyra here at the Iron, you know, um, at the Red Keep, and they're mm-hmm. taken into to custody. Uh, I'll come back to that, you know, Lord. Hmm, forget their vows. Ah, there we go. Let's see, isn't it? Right, because well, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but no, go ahead. Well, it's just because as we as we know, right, what ends ultimately what ends up happening at the end of the Dance of the Dragons, right, is that um you know, you have Aegon the second or Aegon the the elder, right? And then you have right. Aegon the Younger, who is like Aegon the Third, um, ends up becoming king, right? He he ends up he ends up becoming king. So you actually you have like Damon and Rhaenyra's kid who actually they end up getting what they want. Right? right. They they she never sits at the throne, but he does. Right. Right, right, exactly. Right. Oh, and that yeah. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, real quick, I just found it. It's Lord Beesbury. Um I was wondering why it wasn't in, I was like, man, there's no way that's not in Fire and Blood. But yeah, the sources, as you say, Sir Matt, uh, as to what happened when Lord Beesbury sort of he says he, he brings up that like, hey, there are a lot of good, loyal, um, honorable men who swore allegiance to her. He says, men of honor who will not forget the vows they swore to her and her father. I am an old man, but not so old that I will sit here meekly whilst the likes of you plot to steal her crown. And saying so, he, right. he, he rose to go. As to what happens next, our sources differ. Well, and then according to um, Septon Eustace, it's Sir Kristen Cole opens his throat. But Grand Maester, the Grand Maester says that Sir Otto Hightower led him back, you know, um, into the council chamber and then later on confined him to the black cells. So which is it? You know what I mean? Like, like, did Sir Kristen Cole actually open his throat and, and, and call him a traitor and, and put an end to him? He wasn't resisting. You know, he was, I mean, he wasn't, right. uh, you know, so, why, I mean, Sir Otto Hightower had just said, do them no harm um, unless they're trouble. You know what I mean? So he's just an old man walking out of the chamber. Why would you just kill him right there? I feel like put him in the black cell. That's more likely what happened. And then he dies right. there. So, because he's never heard, from, obviously he's never heard from again. So he does die, whether it's in the cell or if it's in, you know, uh, at, at the blade of uh, Sir Kristen Cole. So, yeah. And then this chapter ends, right? This chapter ends with, well, it's it's Aegon becoming king, isn't it? Aegon the Third yeah. becomes king is how, yeah, how this ends. Yeah, it just, it skip, it, this whole chapter skips over the Viserys. Like, we get... You don't really get any any of the series, but see, and that's so. This is one of the things we've talked about with with Fire and Blood, um, and World of Ice and Fire is kind of the same thing. So you have 
this next chapter, right, which is the dying of the dragons, which we'll, we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it and World of Ice and Fire, they jump around a lot in their storytelling because yes. you hear about events that happen in in kind of in the Dance of Dragons. You know, it's not like a set timeline. So, well, in this year, this happened. And then this year, this happened. Oh, it's no. like, well, and then this, this guy dies later on, and it's it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, they, they kind of stop at several points and say, okay, at this point, it's important to tell you, you know, that mm-hmm. this took place, and we'll, continue, we'll come back to the story. So they do kind of step away s- several times. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. just to wrap up this, this, this chapter here, you know, you have um, the small council meeting, which we just discussed, which is Beesbury's death. Um, and then, as Sir Matt said, you got the coronation of, of Aegon II. Um, so, you know, w- which is, they basically, they, they, they crown him. Aegon's coronation um, was super fast. You know, it happens really quickly. The Dragon Pit is, is the site where that goes down. And uh, Sir, Kristen Kroll, Sir Kristen Cole crowned Aegon, while I, Alison Hightower um, crowned Aegon's sister wife, uh, Helena, right? So he's married to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you know that goes down rather quickly and again you've got the five <laughs> kingsguard who are here and then there are two uh elsewhere so on dragonstone rhaenyra had learned about the death of her father and the betrayal of her siblings and again they're her siblings which is crazy right um anger had made her go into labor which lasted for three days she was pregnant forgot to mention that and uh, has a stillborn you know um girl she it does you know who who, who dies um and, uh, you know, she, she, so she swore revenge at that point. She swears revenge, and she kind of summons then her Black Council. So we learn about the Green Council first, and then we mm-hmm. learn about the Black Council, you know, that's formed there on Dragonstone. And, um, you know, it's just her, her uncle husband, Damon, which a lot of stuff happened with him, with his wives and different things. Eventually they end up getting together. Um, her three eldest sons, um, by the way, which she was supposed to have with Lenor Valerion, right? Um, who might have not ever consummated the marriage. You know, there was that whole situation where these three, Jace, Luke, and Joffrey, look like Strongs. We've, ta- we've talked about that before. And that she may have given her, given her maidenhood, you know, uh, maidenhead to um, uh, one of the Strongs. And so right, these kids right. might not actually be... It was, it was the big joke, you know, that they were called bastards and things. Um, you know, so Damon kind of takes them in as well there, you know. So, so yeah, that's that's essentially what happens in this chapter. It's just the the setting up of all that, getting the councils ready to go, and mm-hmm. um, and then pr- the war, war, then the war, war really breaks out. Yeah, and it's and it's it, Prince Damon strikes strikes first, you know. And so when 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 Targaryen draws Targaryen blood, that's that's basically when this bad boy will start. So yeah, and, and you know you know the funny thing is that that's how uh, like the chapter the chapter. The World of Ice and Fire chapter, like yeah. it starts right there. It's like, oh, boom! First thing, like the seek, you know, the killing where he comes out of like the shadows and yeah, yeah. And so it's just it's different. It's all just different. So how how they how they how they end up doing it, right? Yeah. In the storytelling, which is super important to know. Um, but okay, all right, Sir Ezra, I think uh, let's move on over to the reread here. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, Sir Matt, I'll, I'll have some recaps on 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 some of that stuff there at the end, just concerning mm-hmm. like the you know the king's guard and what have you some of that stuff because you know that it's 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 stuff that is extra but it's not i don't know you know it's it's stuff that's worthy of a mention maybe next time just as we recap and go into the yeah. next the next bit. well see yeah so this one's just more about this chapter is more about like kind of the building of the sides and then like once the war starts is really when you okay now we got to you know 
get this guy, talk about this guy. This, this. It, I'll just I'll just prep folks in that it's actually probably going to be a larger maester study going forward, even if we pull just the main, you know, uh, the big talking points. Because right now, I mean, after this, we get into battle after battle. You get into the alliances, knowing which side was on which side. And it is kind of cool and important to know, you know, because you look at the line as it continues on down. It's it's kind of cool and important to, to, to keep track of who was loyal to the Greens and who was, you know, loyal to the Blacks, even though they're reconciled at the end through a marriage um, with Aegon the Younger, you know, and one of the Greens, it's still kind of crazy to think about. So, all right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's hop into John. Last week we were uh, where were we? we were Sansa four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa was locked in a room with Jane Poole. She didn't know uh, any, you know, didn't really know what was going on with her dad. Yeah. Um, she thought Jane was kind of acting childish, <laughs> uh, and had told her, yeah, you know, um, and told her that she would go speak with Queen Cersei if she, to let her see her father. But it didn't really seem to help. So this week we are in uh, John 7. The last time we were with John, he was disgusted to learn that he would be a steward, not a ranger. Sam had convinced John that being the Lord Commander Steward is actually an honorable thing uh, and meant in kind of to groom him for command. John and Sam are taken to the gods would be on the wall. They say their vows before the old Mm -hmm. gods um, and they find a human hand. Yeah. So this week, John 7 uh, the bodies of two men that accompanied Benjamin Stark are found. Sir Jeremy Riker blames wildlings, but Sam points out odd characteristics about the bodies. Back at Castle Black, John learns that King Robert is dead and his father is charged with treason. At dinner that night, Sir Alistair Thorne mocks John and his father, and John attacks him. That night, John finds the white of uh, you know the white one of the dead men in Lord Commander's room. John kills the monster, saving the Lord Commander. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where it gets real, you know. Bring back in the um, what's it called the the forward right or whatever the the the, mm-hmm. the prelude, yeah. you know, the the the, the intro, yeah, prelude, yeah. So I mean, prologue, yeah, the preface, whatever the heck it's called, yeah. Like the because the 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 others are, you know, this is clear evidence that they are like abounding, like they're 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 out there beyond the mm-hmm. wall. I mean. At one point, like, like I, what I took away from this chapter was that, like, they're, they all want to say it, but none of them want to acknowledge that all the old tales they've heard are true. They feel like foolish men acknowledging that, you know, no one wants to say it. it's, it's, it's the work of the others. You know, they don't, they just don't want to say it. But like, man, Sam comes through clutch in this chapter too, pointing out some of those, as you mm-hmm. said, the odd characteristics um, about the bodies and, and you know, um, kind of, you know shows us the value that he will add going forward but um yeah so yeah well the first first word of this chapter other yeah. you know what i mean announcer jamie Riker beyond a doubt yeah uh and that's and that's kind of where it begins and that is the thing that kind of brings us back to the the real threat mm-hmm. that we may face at some point which is the others yeah. and the white walkers yeah yeah, it, yeah, it is, and so and 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 we find out too that these these men that they're looking at, right, were uh, Benjamin Stark's men, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's upsetting to them, and it's 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 upsetting. You know, um, John's thinking I was going to go with him on that ranging. I could be uh, this could be yeah. one of these men could have been me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, what they're looking at. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. my my uncle's men, John thought. 
thought numbly. You remember how he'd pleaded to ride with them? Gods, I was such a green boy. If he had taken me, I might be lying yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of crazy to think about. Um, but they're looking at, you know, at the end of the, as you said, the last point of view chapter with John is, you know, Ghost returns with the human hand in his jaws and it's, uh, it's Jafer's right wrist. You know, it ended in ruin, torn mm-hmm. flesh, splintered bone left by um, Ghost. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Why, by the way, I mean, does Ghost tear that hand off? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Get, That's a good does question. Does he just want to bring it to their attention? Maybe, you know? Well, maybe he, maybe he meant to, like, drag it oh. over and it just kind of yeah. broke apart. Yeah, maybe. Because he's not, you know, Ghost is not scared like the dogs. You know, we'll, we'll learn that um, they try, when they when they brought the hand back, they actually try to get the scent. Um, they go back out and, and they're trying to get some of the dogs to uh, to figure out where Ghost got this hand from. But it's Ghost who, who ends up just leading them there, right? You know, because he's the only one who isn't afraid of, of these corpses. So, but, uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you know, the old bear, <laughs> gods have mercy, the old bear muttered. Right. He, he swung down from his garin, uh, handing his reins to John, and, uh, you know, the dogs, as we said here, the, the dogs liked it least of all. The horses did not like the feel of the place. You know, it made them nervous. They're rolling their eyes, backing away. Um, later on, they can't even get the horses to pull this 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 uh, corpse, you know? They, they have to fashion, like, um, they cut off some of the limbs and make... Uh, I don't know what it is, like a, a way in which they can carry the bodies back, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, because they're freaked out and, and spooked and kind of spooked by it right. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting because then we get back to like they get they, you know, they're, they're taking it back. And then John has the Winterfell dream again. Yeah. Right. He's wandering an empty castle, searching for his father, descending into the crypts. Only this time the dream had gone further than before. Mm-hmm. In the dark, he'd heard the scrape of stone on stone. When he turned and saw the vaults were open one after another, all the dead kings came stumbling from their cold black graves. John had woken in pitch dark, his heart hammering. Even when Ghost left onto the bed to nuzzle his face, he could not shake the deep sense of terror. He dared not go back to sleep. Instead, he climbed the you know the wall and walked restless. Yeah, um, and he's like, I'm a you know I am a brother of the Night's Watch now, not a frightened boy. Right, right. My question is to to Lord Adam Parker, what what is going on in the crypts? Yeah. You know, what is going on down there? Because he was going to do some research on that. And I think he's going to come back with some a good solid raven for us to discuss. I mean, right there, John keeps dreaming about this. Uh, These tombs are opened. You know, the dead seemingly are are, are coming forward. And now we have, um, you know, Jafer here who's going who, you know, uh, his eyes are blue and he's. They debate, don't they? They, they? they they debate whether or not how long he's been here because of the um, whether he's, you know, the smell, the rot is not there like it should be, mm-hmm. according to Sam, you know, and, and uh, the corpse just doesn't look like a normal dead corpse would look, you know, it's been yeah. preserved. Yeah, he talks about like he talks about like the coagulation yeah. and. It's funny when Sam is explaining it too, because you can tell he's like really, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's having like a really hard time. the The audio book does a really good job. Right. Of, of, this is one of Roger Treese's like one of my favorite moments because you can tell he's just like really taking his time to get it out yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So 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 they go back and forth. You know, I mean, there's a little tidbit where where Mormont is kind of, you know, um, 
oh he's he's harping on what's the guy's name Riker um mm-hmm. sir, yes sir jarmy right um just mm-hmm. just about yeah. like how are these men this close to the wall and we don't know about it you know how is it that they yeah. were slain this close and like that's that's all the, that's all the further they made it out yeah is that is that the case yeah is, is that the case so he's kind of like you know and and, and sir jeremy kind of says that like well you know we don't have the men to to patrol out as far as we used to um he's like but this isn't that far you know how is it that we didn't see this and then he says the man has a horn you know I, uh, surely he would have mm-hmm. blown a horn yeah you know like like why wouldn't we have heard that and so i believe you know i think like like, like others that that he he just he 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 wasn't able to that you know he was just he was just he was just killed so quickly yeah or that yeah he was either killed so quickly or I kind of believe this guy right now is playing dead air quote playing dead right he's he looks dead his eyes are open they keep talking about they're open wow and they're blue, okay and he's playing dead and he's actually um he had you know I I believe Benjamin went much further because they said this is two of his what five men that went with him so they're right or maybe right. four and there's a couple more maybe possibly with benjen and later on they want to find out what happened to benjen you know like you know uh mormont's just sort of like we've got to get more he's like take some of the hunters take some of the stewards patrol these woods find the other bodies or find the men you know they deserve to come with us and either be burned or buried or whatever and it's like this thing rises later you know, it rises right up. So why right. Didn't, right now, as I, I like what you said, is that Ghost was trying to pull it back to them and it just he ripped his hand off. You know, but these things are just uh, zombies. You know, they're like, you know, yeah. and, and it's just waiting for the command to rise. It played. It's the Trojan horse. You know, it, it was doing this to, to get into near the Lord Commander so that way it could strike and get control and, and basically open the gate. You know, to 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 let them in. I yeah, it's a it's a, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a Trojan, Trojan yeah, horse essentially. Yeah, which so right. So here's a question yeah. though. So if like if we go kind of with kind of the Benjen is cold hands theory. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean that he was attacked like right out the gate? Yeah, I don't know. I think they actually went much further north. And what I actually think this that this these two guys traveled back under the under the command of the whether you want to call it the Great Other or the Night King or whatever. And right. lay here because you know what they noticed. They they said there's no blood here. How did this corpse get here? Right. Um, yeah, they would have had to have been there for a good while. They don't see any blood. Sam bring he brings it up. He's like, there's no. This can't be where where this person died. There's a big slash in his neck, and there's like a, you know, places where when like the the blood even as as Ghost had ripped its hand off, uh, Jafer's hand. Mm-hmm. It, it there's no staining you know it's like dried up blood it's like weird you know it's it's uh it's definitely different than what they're used to seeing and so they're all kind of mystified as to how it got here but i also don't think they saw any tracks anywhere either you know they don't talk about that you know it also it also it also should say something about the the power of the wall because now you know because we don't we're not entirely sure of whether it's just the height Mm -hmm. of the wall yeah or if there is still some sort of like magic in the books, at least, right? Because in because in, in the show we see the the Night King fly fly a dragon over and tear down the wall. Mm-hmm. But in the books we know that you know um, Queen Allison has a hard time getting she can't get her dragon to fly above the wall. Yeah. So, but here we have a situation where a white is goes through the wall and is able to um, still have 
his zombie kind of powers, you know, like on the other oh, side right. of it. Yeah. So yeah, and is it like like the knights like they had to take him through? Is that is that passageway that they went through? Right. Right. So like because it, it's it seems so like so from what we've seen from the show, yeah. right? Like it seems like the Night King is pretty damn powerful. Yeah. And you know pretty pretty you know pretty sweet so if mance raider can you know get an army that can climb the wall why can't the night king mm-hmm. yeah 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 good, good yeah good point maybe maybe he just hasn't been able to build an army big enough until now yeah that could be maybe that's part of craster's baby like things yeah. he's just trying to assemble a big enough army to be able to do right, it right right yeah that, that definitely definitely could be um i just want to read real quickly i kind of jumped way ahead here and i want to i want to move us on because i want to see the, the part with right the blood ahead, is yeah. interesting because, okay, Mormont says, you know, okay, how long ago did this guy die? And the guy says, ah, it must be a recent kill within a day or two. And Sam, that's when Sam, as you said, says no, and hey, has a hard time talking about it. He's like, my lord, it can't be a day. Look, the blood. Yes, Mormont growled impatiently. Right. Blood, what of it? Um, he, you know, he soiled his small clothes at the sight of it. Uh, you know, they're making fun of him, right? Um, Sam mopped the sweat on his brow. You, you can see where the where Ghost, John's direwolf, you can see where he tore at the man's hand, and yet the stump hasn't bled. Look, he waved his hand. Um, my father, Lord Randall, made me watch him dress animals and what have you. Um, you know, a fresh kill, the blood if it were a fresh kill, the blood would still be flowing, my lords. Um, later, later it would be clotted like a jelly, thick and, and he's kind of trailing off. This man, look at his wrist. It's all crusty, dry-like. Right. So... He's saying this is not recent. There's no blood, or, you know, laying around. There's no blood flowing out. Um, there's no maggots. They go on to say that there's no worms or anything. He's been like, th- right, not not decaying. Yeah, they've been yet. lying here in the woods for how long? Um, untouched by dogs, uh, by other creatures. You know, critters didn't come. You know, take the flesh. Other even wolves. You know how later on, like anybody who dies, like right. wolves are just you know, chowing down. Um, so. These you know these these creatures being left alone, it's just all it's just all wrong. Yeah. So there's yeah there's def- yeah there's yeah, there's all kinds of things wrong and weird about right. It. So I, I'm under the belief that this that this um, now it would be a white. It has actually walked somehow or traversed all the way this close to the wall to be found by the Night's Watch to be brought you know uh, into um, beyond the wall or you know back through into the Seven Kingdoms. For an assassination, uh, you know, attempt, which just shows you that the others are more clever than we think, and there's more of a, I don't know, uh, there's there's more to them. You know, I, I never can, I can't get the image out of my mind when we when we first started, you know, back with the, with the very beginning, the first chapter, of the preface, just that they were laughing and they were toying with those men of the Night's Watch. They were evil and they were smart and intelligent and playing with their prey, you know, type of thing. So mm-hmm. they're, you know. They know what they're doing here, and this this you know this white is under their control, and uh, they, yeah, they should have burned it right there. I mean, they should have. And actually, several of the men actually call for for um, a burning, but it's uh, Commander Mormont wants um, Maester Aemon to take a look at him, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh boy. Um, again, you get another bit with. Old Nan's tales. John thinking back, like this just can't, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just yeah, 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 yeah. No way, you know. Uh, we don't need to read all that. It's it's just pretty cool. And there is the click, 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 you know, of her needles, right? So people talk about the spider, click, 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 right? You know, um, 
not the others, you know, she just kind of, again, cold and dead that came, you know, hating iron and fire, the touch of the sun, every living creature, you know, with hot blood in its veins, hold fast in cities and kings and men all fell before them as they moved south on a pale dead horses leading hosts of the slain they uh fed their dead servants on the flesh of human children well you know um wow they fed their dead servants on the flesh of human children mm-hmm. huh i mean we see in the show that they're that they're turned right you know right yep they fed their dead servants on the flesh of human that's weird sorry yeah no that's fine that's fine yeah and so uh, yeah, it's, it's a kind of weird chapter because you you have like this setup, and then you kind of go back to like the main yeah. kind of story, and then you get back to like this this side of the story. So, um, kind of moving into like the second part yep. of this yep. is that um, yeah, John uh, uh, Mormont gets a letter, and he has John come into his chamber to talk yep. to him, and this is where he's telling him, um, you know, like. You know, something's up. Uh, let me see here. Like Don Anoy says something, you know, like the gods are with you. And John's like, I don't know what it is. But as he's as he's going up there, um, he gets there and he's like, the king's dead. Yeah. You know, John's stunned. Um, you know, he's like, how could you know, you know, all, all of this stuff. And, uh, and they talk about who's your father's friend. He's like, they were closest brothers once. He's like, but that's not really that's not really like the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's the, more the, the the news. The news is that like your father's been. Um, you know, branded as like a traitor, yeah. you know, and that he right and that he, you know, he's been arrested. Yeah. Which John just can't believe, you know, I mean, everyone is is kind of looking at him. And I, I think it's well known in the realm that Eddard Stark went to war with his air quote brother, Robert Baratheon, and won him the crown. Right. You know, so like I think everyone, including, you know, e- even though. um Oh, Alistair Thorne kind of like has that smirking grin. He just likes to see John in pain, you know. He just likes to see him suffer. Um, but I think even he would say, "There's more to this. There, there, there's, there's way more to this." Yeah, you I, know. Yo, I abs- yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. kind of why they're, you know, everyone's kind of look giving him that look of sympathy and like, boy, this is, this is not good, you know. And and there's something treacherous going on in King's Landing. But you know, the old bear says it's none of our concern. Uh, you know, we need men. We need men up here, and, and, and if there's a new king, we need to reach out to that king. Um, so they're actually, what's really cool about this, now, don't forget, you know, we have the uh, uh, the white who has been brought into uh, Castle Black, and uh, but but John is, is, is at this conference, and they start to talk about the idea that Eddard Stark could end up coming to uh, the wall, you know, as one of the men, uh, and, and to take the black, you know, uh, which I think is... Super cool. Would have been cool to, you know, we wish that would have happened, you know, but it yeah. doesn't. So, no, it's just, you know, it John. I mean, John's thinking about it kind of like, wow, this is, you know, that could happen. And he's hoping that Joffrey would would spare him. And, you know, the old bear, we need men of, of Eddard Stark's caliber here at the wall. We really need them. Um, so, yeah. Also, the crow. It's fun to pay attention to the the raven. I'm sorry. You know, um, calling out corn, corn, corn. Uh, and the things that you know he that the Raven calls out throughout this chapter, you know, very, again, the Blood Raven connection is is all there. Mm-hmm. Three-eyed crow, yeah, connection. absolutely, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, well, and there may be a big, and there may be a bigger connection too. So, as as we get to the end, yeah. where um, you know, 
John has to fight has to fight the white, right. which we, we already, already talked about a little bit. But so essentially, um, you know, John John gets the news, and um, you know, like. It just it sets him up for this this confrontation with Sir Alistair Thorne. Yeah, when he's down in the hall, he went to go seek out his friends, and he's warned by Jorah Mormont, you know, just to Jor Mormont to not Jor Mormont, you yeah. know, to not um, do anything foolish, right? You know, right. And he's probably thinking like right off. Yeah, yeah, I bet he was. I, I, like right, like right, like that's more of his line. Like you know, don't do anything right. foolish. Like ride south. You're man, you're man of the night's watch right, now. Right. Um, yeah, right. That type of thing. I don't think he, anybody in it, you know, anticipated that you know he's going to attack Sir Alistair uh-huh. Thorne. Yeah, yep. And so let me just read that little bit here. So um, as he's finding, he's just walking through, kind of thinking about he's my father. You know, um, even though Lord Commander says this is your duty. Um, once he finds his friends, uh, well, he walks outside and he says, "They know." John realized my father is no traitor. He said hoarsely. Even the words stuck in his throat as if to choke him. The wind was rising, and it seemed colder in the yard than it had been when he'd gone in. Um, which, a part of that is because of what they brought in, <laughs> you know, and also it's just the feeling. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the silent presence of the direwolf gave him comfort. Um, let's see. Oh, the girls do not even have that much, he thought. Their wolves might have kept them safe, but Lady is dead and Nymeria is lost. Um, they're all alone. By the way, how does he know that? I don't remember how he knows that. Um, anyways, we'll, I'll get back to that. Uh, a north wind had begun to blow by the time the sun went down. And so, again, he, let me skip on down here where he finds his friends. His friends um, rallied to him. We asked the Septon to light a candle for your father. Um, it's a lie. We all know it's a lie. Even Gren knows it's a lie. Pip chimed in. You know, Gren nodded. And uh, you're my brother now. You know, this is, this is Sam saying. So he's my father, too. Uh, if you want to go out to the werewoods and pray to the old gods, I'll go with you. And he knows that's tough for Sam to, to, to want to go do that because you know he's, he's afraid of going beyond the wall. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. And then this is where they're sitting there in the hall, um, and then he heard laughter, a sharp, cruel, sharp and cruel as a whip. The voice of Sir Alistair Thorne, not only a bastard but a traitor's bastard. You know, he was telling the men all around mm-hmm. him. In the blink of an eye, John had vaulted onto the table, dagger in hand. Pip made a grab for him, but he wrenched his leg away, and then he was sprinting down the table, kicking the bowl from Sir Alistair's hand. Stu went flying everywhere, splattered his brothers. Uh, Thorne recoiled. People were shouting, but John did not hear them. He lunged at Sir Alistair's face with a dagger, slashing at those cold black eyes, but Sam threw himself between them, and before John could get around him, Pip was on his back, clinging like a monkey. You know, and then, you know, Gren grabs him uh, while Toad wrenched the knife right. from his fingers. I mean, yeah. And then, right. And then, yeah, Jor Mormont walks in and says, I told you not to do anything stupid, right. boy. Right. Yeah. And it really, I mean, come on. You know, Sir Alistair Thorne is it's just, it's like, and he knows, the old bear knows that he's, he's, you know, digging at him and stuff like that. But you've got to be above that. It's, it's, it's hard, but there, there's going to be people who, mm-hmm. you know, are going to taunt right. you. So. Uh, anyways, yeah, let's skip on though. To I mean, eventually all that kind of settles down, right? And and he's he's put in his chambers. Um, I think they put a guard outside of his door, didn't they? Right? Yeah, they do. They they, mm-hmm. they put a guard outside of his door, and it's that you know he gets uh, really kind of concerned um, at what he's hearing outside of his door, and he goes out to check you know on the on the guard, and his head is just like you know broken. I mean, his neck's broken, and he's his head yeah. spun back, and it's like yeah. what? 
because he's near Mm -hmm. the old bear i mean he's his steward so yeah he's yeah he's yeah he's he's still he's still near he's still near lord commander uh lord commander's tower he's like you know the the guard he thought they left a man to guard my door go smells him through the door that's that's all it is right in hearing Uh like yeah you know it's like the dire wolf uh, crept backwards it's fear for rising um then that's when john kind of gets up and he can't you know this is lord commander's tower it's guarded day and night this couldn't happen it's a dream i'm having a nightmare yeah yeah mm-hmm yep it's it's kind of crazy yeah so he goes in there and it's um huh it's uh as he moves in there's the shadow lurking in um in you know right outside of uh jor mormont's quarters you know and mm-hmm. the ra- the yeah. the ravens in there you know screaming you know corn and what have you ghost goes in um he kind of opens the i guess one of the blinds right and so moonlight kind of shines in and he sees you know um you know he sees the white you know and yeah. fights it um essentially mm-hmm. you guys i mean they do a good job in the show really kind of yeah the show yeah the show yeah the show does a really good a really good uh kind of depiction of this yeah um yes you know and it and uh, it, you know, it's funny though when he when he's going in, he's hearing the raven freaking out. It's like corn, 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 right. corn. You know. Yep. Yeah. So 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 Arthur, you know, he thought was dead, and he's not dead. You know, he's he, he's um, mm-hmm. you know, that's, he's just shocked by it, right? So and he felt yeah, he's like God, God's he's dead, he's dead. I I you know I saw him dead. Right. And the hand, man, the hand is also still working. It's still moving. And and mm-hmm. and yeah, the arm, the yeah, the, like. Yeah, the arm was crawling up his leg, ripping it, ripping at, at wool and flesh. He pries the fingers off. Um, you know, there's no blood. One arm. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. He gets what? Then uh, trying to figure out, what, see exactly where it is here. It's like the dead other slammed into him, knocking him off his feet. His breath was taken out of him. Um, he tries to shove it off, but it was. It's just. It's too heavy. Yeah, like John tries to do everything right. He's like he's like he even tries to bite it, to punch it, try to breathe. Uh, then it's like suddenly the corpse's weight was gone, his fingers ripped from his throat, and all John could do is roll over. Mm-hmm. Uh, retching and streaking, ghost had it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he goes back and forth. You know, Othor's you know also kind of big too, and um, so mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's struggling with 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 him, and then uh, it's it's. You go at one point, you know, even has his, as you said, his hands around ghosts, you know, neck and what have you. So they're going back and forth, you know, corn, corn, corn is happening. And then eventually, um, the old bear walks out and the flames flickered, um, flickering in his lantern there. And the raven starts to yell, you know, burn, burn, burn. Right. Um, right. <laughs> you know, so crazy. Uh, and, and it, actually, it's, it's the oil lamp, you know, that ends up saving them. They toss it and it goes, it, you know, it kind of lights the, um, Oh gosh, what do they call the blind or the you know the sheet covering the window, whatever, and uh, that's that's what they end up grabbing and throwing on on um, on the white to kill it to let it burn. You know he's praying there, let it burn. He prayed mm-hmm. as the cloth smothered the corpse. God, please, gods, please, please let it burn. Because um, <laughs> they were really struggling with it. I mean it was overpowering John and uh, yeah. and Ghost yeah. and you know so yeah that's. It's an yeah. intense scene. And, of course, in this in this chapter, we don't get it, but we the next chapter, you know, this is a big deal because John gets a reward for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So we'll get there. The hand is interesting to pay attention to, too, as well. So the ghost has the hand in his mouth there as well. But 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting in the show, um, it's like a hand is what they show Cersei first, right? Remember, isn't it the thing that's like kind of moving and twitching? Yeah, I think so. That's right at the dragon. Oh, pit yeah. Scene, oh, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't remember where they where they got that necessarily. But yeah. So anyways, I mean, uh, some of the cool takeaways there are just that, like, you know, uh, you see John more and more, I think, just being accepted by his brothers, you know, and then uh, Jor Mormont kind of looking out for him. You know, they're, they're closer. Sam kind of steps right, up. Right. He's more intelligent. Um we now know, I mean, the, 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 what was unspoken between all of the Rangers and the, you know, Men of the Night's Watch there is that the others, they, they talked about when they were coming back to the walls or Matt, they, you know, they heard the long sound of the horn. One, one blow, you know, meant to, you know, that it was um, Rangers returning. And John thinks to himself that he's a Ranger, come back. And the, you know, two right. blows, right. you know, um, would be wildlings. wildlings. Yep. And then three would be the other so it's interesting he has that thought as they're you know carrying a <laughs> a white you know through the wall so it's crazy all right um yeah so any other cool connections sir matt no yeah nope okay that's kind of that's that's kind of it for it um all right as sir as do we have a raven yeah i think we'll just do just this one we'll save uh we, we've got a nice uh a decent sized raven here that we'll we'll I put two in here, but I think now it's just time. We'll we'll just do uh, Lady Krista's Raven. Uh, I went back and I was looking just through our Ravens that we didn't get to in Raven's Nest. We've got some really, really good Ravens uh, coming up for the next Raven's Nest. And by the way, um, Lord Hunter, you know, you'll get the personal uh, message next time. He was like, he's like, what? I thought it was, you know, right, coming up later. Yeah. So we'll try to also send out it, yeah. a message on Patreon, too. Um Next time, I think we post in the Facebook group, but then he's not, you know, a Facebook guy necessarily. So, you know, I'll post on Patreon, make sure I get that message out to everybody because we need our all of our bannermen when they can make it. So, uh, he sent us a, right. a cool message, just like the banners were called, man. It's so cool. You know, he's just like, it was neat to hear everybody talking and discussing. So, uh, shout out to him. Um, but Lady Krista here sent us a uh, just a real short raven. It just says, you know, has it been speculated that that Bran is the lone wolf that dies? giving the other three, um, you know, as or making the other three the pack who survives. And I thought that was kind mm. of interesting, just the idea that, like, you know, it's been talked about that the lone wolf, you know, dies while the while the pack survives, you know, and is there a, you know, correlation between some of the Starks, which one of them would be the lone wolf? You know, I think sometimes people think John and Ghost, were kind of the outsiders, mm-hmm. right? I mean, John, you know, I mean, right. he was, you know, Ghost was the runt of the pack, right? Um, but, you know, Lady Krista's kind of, you know, saying maybe Bran is that as that lone wolf, you know, who, who ends up dying and the other ones will survive. Yeah, I, I don't think Bran's going to survive. You don't? Yeah. No, I think he's, to me, he's kind of the easy person to kill because I don't know what he offers... Yeah, going like outside, going yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, not. I don't think Gurr's like you know planning. I mean, you know, he can he can barely finish his main series before we could start thinking about is there going to be something in the future after yeah. this? You know, in the event they ever wanted to go that route, I think obviously going into the past is is the way to do it. Right. But um, you like after this, what does Bran? You know, like offer. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just some guy with a bunch of magical power. You know what yeah. I mean? So to me, it's like. 
I think I think Bran dies, and I and it, whether it's a sacrifice or or he like if you go with the whole he is the Night King thing, and maybe John has to kill him, mm-hmm. or somebody has to kill him, or yeah. or something. I to me to me Bran is I don't I don't think he's he's surviving me. Till yeah, the I mean, that makes sense with what you said earlier. You were talking about how you thought you know Jon Snow is is someone who will survive. You know, right? Uh, I think you've believed that for a long time, just because of what we've seen in the show and in the book series, just him being brought back to life, the the battle of the bastards, you know, all of that would lead, you know, you think it's just that if he's going to survive. So I see, you know, with lady Krista's thought here that brand does seem to kind of, um, especially in the show be less and less a Stark, you know, not, uh, not connected to them anymore, you know? Um, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, by the way, I don't remember because the show I've, I've tried to, I, I'm going to do a rewatch all at once on the show, but I've been really trying to stay heavy in the books here for now. But, Sir Matt, refresh me. Does Bran's uh, direwolf, it's still alive, right? Uh, Summer? In the show? We don't... No, I think it dies. In, in, I, think, I think it dies when he when he's leaving during during the big Hodor okay, moment. Okay, okay. See, I couldn't... That's what I was trying to remember, right? I, because that direwolf would be what would maybe bring him back or keep him connected i think to the starks and to you know whether it's the old gods or whatever you know um so i was just wondering about that in the show i couldn't remember you know um because even you know at that point then yes yeah he he yeah he yeah he dies he dies, he dies during he dies during that during that moment. okay yep. gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because i keep talking about in the book you know uh even catelyn stark is talking about how that the connection to those direwolves and in the marriage that takes place you know um between a warg and his dire and his wolf, especially a dire wolf, right, is is so strong, you know that I think it's it can it can it can help Brand. It ke- keeps him in the light. It keeps him, you know, uh, it's a part of who he is. I guess you know it's at his foundation, his core. And so when that dies, that connection to warg into yeah. not that he couldn't into other you know wolves and what have you, but this is his dire wolf, you know. So. If that happens mm. in the book, yeah, there's only yeah, there's only there's only two wolves left, Nymeria yeah. and, and, and Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Ooh, wow, interesting. So, anyways, but as far as the Starks are, you know, concerned there, um, you know, we have well, and again, uh, the other three as the pack who survives. So, what would the three, the three be there, Sir Matt? You know, you've got Sansa and Arya. Um, do we do we consider well yeah John is a you know I mean if if depending if you're going with R, R plus L equals J right he's he's that right. that Stark you know uh, right yeah yeah so huh. yeah and in the in the books though it may be totally different like I could see Rickon surviving yeah. in the books yep yep yeah that would be that would be interesting yeah I hope he does I think that I think that one could be done quite yeah. different I I honestly hope he does in the books you know survive and make it. So, anyways, yeah, Lady Krista, thanks. I mean, um, if anybody else has any thoughts on that, I don't. That's the, when I saw that. I that's not anything I we have talked about really. You know, um, we don't really talk a lot about whether Brand does live or die. I mean, I know Sir Matt has, but um, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't really know what's going to happen with Brand, and I I'm hoping it's different than what we see in the show because I've always thought Brand. Well, the books, the books, there's st- there's still so much to go. With y- him, yes, yeah, right? yeah. And, he's not. He's he's kind of becoming the three eyed raven. That whole getting attacked thing may not even happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. May not happen, right? Right. Well, and, and I also, I'm just a huge fan of Mira Reed. I, I love Mira. Like, right. I'm, you know, huge crush on Mira Reed, all right? So, 
Um, you know, I was, I was rooting for her and Bran, you know, some sort of connection. But, I mean, when I saw on the show just the way he's changed and stuff, I'm like, oh, boy, you know, this is – I don't know that I like this. But, I mean, that's what Gur does to us, you know. He, he leads us down this one path where we think, oh, this is going to be awesome, epic get-together, you know, cool whatever, and then next – it's not what we expect, you know. So – Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, send those Ravens to btkcast at uh, gmail.com. We had a great Ravens in this last time. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you're one of our patrons, you can listen to that. You can type comments in there. If you're one of our bannermen, um, you can participate. You'll be, you know, your voice will be heard on the podcast. And we've had really good thoughts. You know, everybody just brings, um, you know, textual references, references, you know, from the show. And it's uh, it's it's fantastic. It is a huge series with a lot of history to it, and uh, it's a lot to keep track of. So that's why we we rely on our bannermen to kind of keep us informed on different things and to track down some of these theories and to remind us of of things that have been hashed out on the mm-hmm. Reddit you know yeah. thread for years. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. So. All right. Well, uh, Sir Ezra, it's time to man the wall here yeah. and give a shout out to some of our patrons. I want to make sure we get everyone in there because there was somebody who had sent us a message um, saying, uh, am I in there? Because they had updated their, their patrons. And I, I think, oh, I think you have them in here. So, yeah, I think I, th- I, th- I think I do. Um, yeah, we just updated the doc. Yeah, I got I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is that is funny. So we, we, we have Lord Thanos of House Titan. Right. So I make sure. Um, mm-hmm. One of our newest yes. members, and so we, we uh, huge shout out uh, to Lord Thanos. Glad that uh, we have him as one of our bannermen. Um, Lord Jason of House Ross. By the way, a package is on the way, just just for you, so you know that. Uh, a little something I we forgot to send him, Sir Matt and I. So I, I I've set that up oh, this week. Okay. Yeah, it's something um, from one of the other uh, shirt orders. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got Lady uh, Amanda of House Richardson, uh, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker. Uh, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, who again was on the last Raven's Nest, just awesome uh, conversation there. Uh, the Ghost of Harrenhal, who is working on a secret project, who is, I, you know, uh, the Ghost and I have been in conversation, and, um, you know, I have the Ghost tracking down a few different uh, leads and theories and yeah. what have you for, 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 for me. So, um, and then also our Captain of the Guard, by the way, um, mm-hmm. Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed. So, uh, be- yeah, he is our he's our Facebook moderator, so he will keep everybody in yeah. line on on the Facebook group. Not that we've ever had to have had to do that, but in the event we ever do, <laughs> we, and we probably never will. It's just kind of funny to say, "Hey, man, you know, we got uh, Lord Hunter. We'll 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 seek you know we'll sick him on you if we have to." So <laughs> I'm just he's one of the nicest guys and and super chill and fun to talk to. So um, we we enjoy you know uh, his 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 fellowship. So um, all right, well you know uh, all that. You know, Patreon stuff can be found at uh, patreon.com forward slash bend the knee. Bunch of rewards on there when we're done today. Uh, Sir Matt and I are recording some green dreams, some musings this week. We're working on some audio stuff so we can do some, you know, kind of in the car on the way home from work conversations as well, too. So should be should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, absolutely. So. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. Uh, next week, we will be discussing Chapter 53, Bran 6. Yeah. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.